You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to day nine of the Always Cheating World Cup Minute presented by Josh and Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm good. Is that your um, declaration of support for the the German national team? This day zero? Uh, no, this is this day is no. A, this is my Fulham scarf actually. Oh, you're, yeah, you're wearing yeah. a Fulham scarf. Yeah, yeah, you're breaking out all of the all of the foot, footy swag for those of you who are. Just listening on the audio pod, you're missing out on all of Josh's contributions to the yeah. YouTube. The fact that we've never brought up the fact that we're putting this on YouTube and basically <laughs> any of these pods, we don't really have a YouTube presence. And so I, I think I, I go on there and I see like 37 views and I'm like, this is just, this is, this is too low. I can't, uh, you know. I, but I, those are 37 of the highest quality views because <laughs> that's true. <laughs> if you're, if you're among the 37, you're definitely that's watching true. day nine of the world cup minute and, uh. <laughs> I salute you, and you can yeah. see me doing so on the YouTube. It's like this, like uh, tension where I'm like, I don't want to push it too hard until we have this proper. St- it's just, it's just silly. So anyway, we are, we are on YouTube. If you're not listening that way, you can go and find us there, and you can see my 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 Fulham scarf. Uh, Ventro, I believe, was on Fulham when we went to see them play uh, a few years ago. He was, yeah. And again, these are these are the tiny scarves. The national uh, thread shortage continues in England, and that's why they're these tiny scarves that you can barely even tie them at your neck. And I, and I understand the idea of wearing a scarf that you just drape over your shoulders. That doesn't even keep you warm. I mean, if, you, if you're not tying the scarf, you're not really yeah. wearing it, as far as I'm concerned. You're the, the scarves, as you can see in the uh, artwork for Always Cheating in the World Cup Minute, are not meant to be worn around your neck, but held above your head. Mm-hmm. As you sing, uh, London Calling, You Never Walk Alone, Forever Blowing right. Bubbles. All the classic tunes yeah. of uh, European football. You used to wear summer scarves. I remember that was that was. Yeah, a my wife would. I, I had this piece of chambray or whatnot, and uh, it was kind of jaunty. And my wife would call it my piece of fabric. Like, oh, are you going out <laughs> wearing your piece of fabric today? Yeah, scarves very fungal. divisive. But and uh, it's it's too hot in Qatar, Josh. I, I would suggest to wear scarves. It's, Not really scarf country. Vuvuzelas are back a little bit. I heard I've been hearing those pop into some of the. Uh, why, why can't they ban that? All this energy trying to ban the idea of homosexuality. It feels like you could spend that energy banning vuvuzelas, and we'd all be a lot sure. happier. Yeah, vuvuzelas are sp- are actually spreading germs. Um, <laughs> you know, whereas whereas yeah, other other things are are more just a, a way of a way of being. Well, what, let's what get, was the way yeah. of being in day nine, Josh? We're we're already sidetracked. Yeah. Well, I thought last yesterday's pod. You know, this is that we don't we're doing a pod every every day at least. 
at least while there are matches being played. I I think we're going to end up doing one every single day, honestly, Brandon, because there'll be these days where we got to preview the match to come. And yeah. so, uh, but yesterday's pod, I, I thought was one of the hardest ones for us to record because we were talking about these day nine matches and it was really hard to offer up a, a sense of how they're all going to play out because um, just a lot of contrast in styles, a lot of players who don't play in the Premier League. And so we obviously uh, the, the final match day and well, really honestly, the final two matches were a little bit different. But um, I think that uh, Cameron and Serbia, which kicked things off, was exactly the kind of match that I thought we might see, which was a match where both teams were trying to win. Right. The goals mm-hmm. like neither, neither team was setting back a, a draw helped nobody. And so they were really going for it in this match. We got a six goal thriller. Mitro finally scores his first goal of the World Cup, which is why I'm wearing this scarf today. And Serbia now still has a chance to get through in, uh, in Group G. Yeah, they do. And I think it, it sets up nicely. I mean, virtually every group is is set up beautifully here. And the question will be uh, what, you know, you know, how bad <laughs> does, does, mm-hmm. does Serbia want to go through? And we mentioned on yesterday's World Cup Minute the conflict, the preceding conflict between Serbia and Switzerland, which of course is not located but a day, a more than a day's drive from Crimea. Yeah. You have to go more into the uh, uh, Balkans and, and yeah. specifically into Kosovo to get to yeah. the heart of what, where the beef is between Xhaka and uh, Jakiri and the Serbian national team. If you're going back to watch some of these YouTube clips, just skip. Just skip the Sunday one. Just skip right back to to Saturday, Brandon, and, and skip our, our 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 Crimean coverage. No, I think you. Ten years from now, people will say, "Seek actually secretly, <laughs> day eight of the World Cup minute was the best World the Cup." The real minute. heads like that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Cameroon still in it as well. Certainly, they're both both teams are on only one point so far, but they both have a chance to to make it through. Cameroon has to beat Brazil in order to get through, but it's not impossible because Brazil is one of three clubs that are are clean through to uh, round two now. Uh, Brazil, Portugal. Portugal and France are all the way through. And uh, so we could see a Brazil team that, I mean, the problem is Brazil's B team is like Gabriel Jesus, Gabriel Martinelli, Bruno Bruno Gamarish, you know, like all all of these Mm -hmm. really terrific players. And I'm not sure they really lose a step, even if they kind of play the the B squad because they're already through. But, you know, at least Cameroon has much like the U.S. tomorrow. They've got a a puncher's chance, Brandon, to, to make their way through. And uh, what I think what most likely will happen is uh, the Serbia-Switzerland winner, if there is one, will set up who goes through in, in Group G. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And now you have to start looking at things like goal difference. You would assume, even though Switzerland could tie Brazil on points, if Brazil ends up losing, both go six, can that team in second place, be it Brazil, overcome the goal difference? And Brazil has a three-goal positive goal difference over the rest of the teams in their group. So, and, and given the way most of the games are going in the World Cup right now, to score three goals, you know, maybe on day nine was no big deal. Both Ghana, Cameroon, and Serbia managed to do it, but not really likely to come away with a, a three-plus no. goal difference. It's hard to see uh, Switzerland overcoming that and, and, and topping that group. So, uh, yeah, and then the other match that we had uh, in that group uh, was the Brazil match, Brazil-Switzerland um, 1-0. I, I thought a pretty entertaining match. This was a great lunchtime watch for me, Brandon. Mm-hmm. I went and got myself a little 
salad from Just Salad, the saddest name for a restaurant ever. But I, I ate my salad and... Uh, but it's not true. They have other things beyond salad. So and, they're liars. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking them to the Federal Communications yeah, Commission Just right Salad now. All Lying. That should be the full, <laughs> the full title for the restaurant. But I sat and I ate my salad and I watched the second half of that match. We had another... A lot of VAR today, a little, little too much for my taste, Brandon. I, I try to keep my VAR snark in check during the Premier League season, but during the World Cup, I momentarily, um, I've been enjoying these goals as they happen. And Premier League fans know you don't enjoy a goal when it happens. You A goal is scored, and then you wait to see if anyone watching the video can find a reason to, to get rid of that goal. Sure. Right, so it takes 60, 90 seconds, and then you celebrate the goal. And I have been so into the World Cup that I have actually been enjoying goals as they score, which is not what you can really do in the VAR gauge. VAR, VAR it's very gauge, much like, yeah, it's it's like Agent Mulder in the X Files, right? Like you, the the inciting incident is you thought you saw an alien, and then you spend like six seasons of television trying to prove the existence of aliens. And that is what VAR is like the X-Files of a goal, <laughs> where I believe I saw a goal, yeah. but now we, now we must solve a bunch of mysteries in order to prove that the goal did, in yeah. fact, exist. And I believe, I do believe. I do. I don't. I. I just felt. I felt bad for Vinny, our, our boy Brandon Vinny Jr. I wanted him to get mm-hmm. that that first World Cup goal, but it, it's coming for sure. Uh, what a goal from Casemiro, though. Oh my gosh! Like getting that yep. far forward and then just oh, what a great great strike as well. Yeah, it's like it's it's like of the Rodri mold. Like a lot of these deep lying midfielders who have rockets in their boots yeah. um, from time to time. So you, you love to see it. Oh, yeah. And Anthony with the assist as well. I mean, that's just a that Man United team is just a lot more. I mean, Fred played <laughs> 70 minutes today, too. So you had three, three Man United players in that squad. And by the Somebody way, we, ring the bell yeah. for the mention of Fred in the yeah. World Cup minute. We have been accused of being ageist on this pod. It's that's actually no one but you and I accusing ourselves of being that way. True. But credit today to the uh, to Pepe. And to the to the elderly Brazilian defense because yeah. those guys are not letting anything through. Uh, Ruben Diaz too, who's you know he's just in his mid twenties, but he was he was terrific. So it's crazy that he can't get minutes anymore at Man City. Like he's an incredible defender as well, and it's uh, just really really impressed by both those uh, defenses today. Yeah, central defenders for Pep Guardiola are like uh, they're like you know guitars. Uh, this one will be my favorite this That's season, true. and then next season maybe Diaz is, is back in the running. I like that. You should put that one on Twitter, Brandon. That's a nice little, uh, nice little, nice little uh, simile there. Maybe I'll get a yeah. back tattoo of Pep Guardiola playing uh, the bass bass guitar. That would look pretty <laughs> dope. So we have um, then, you know, so we, we move on to group uh, well, we talked a little bit already about it, but uh, move on to, to group H. You have uh, Ghana beat South Korea and then Portugal defeat Uruguay. Uh, Ghana, South Korea, another really fun match. That one was super close right down to the end. I don't know if you were able to catch any of the end of that. That Uruguay, or, or excuse me, uh, the Ghana, Ghana South Korea match, but South Korea had a couple of like gigantic chances late uh, yep. to equalize or, or win that match. Yeah, and then you catch after the final whistle blows, some uh, some team coach from Ghana takes a selfie with Hungman's son, who's like in tears. Now, <laughs> now, chin up, chin up, son. You've still got an opportunity to go go through. It seems like all of these groups are sort of lining up with 
two teams at the bottom on one point and yep. with a win in the last round of group play can Great. move into second place. So South yeah. Korea and Uruguay both have every chance of going yeah. through, although difficult yeah, plan it may your, be. Plan your uh, dentist appointments and uh, doctor check-ins accordingly in order to make sure you catch some of these exciting round three matches. I'm going to be at a conference, Brandon, uh, later this week, so that's going to be a real real treat for me trying to figure out how to watch all of this uh, stuff on the floor. Just bring a laptop with me and pretend that I'm doing uh, work. I mean, you, you will actually get more traffic at your booth on the exhibit floor if you're playing the World Cup God, in the can booth. Can you imagine? That, w- that, is, that would be the greatest recruitment tool. I had never, <laughs> I had not thought about that until now. You're so right. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, all right, so that, that's you know, so where we stand right now in Group H is uh, Portugal is now officially through. Um, they defeated Uruguay. Uruguay looked really good as well. Uruguay still has a chance, though. Uh, they can make uh, the round of sixteen with a win versus Ghana and a South Korea loss or draw versus Portugal. So South Korea just has to not. Uh, defeat Portugal. And if that is the case and Uruguay can win that, their group H, then they'll be through. And kind of, you know, again, it's sort of just the way these, these things work out. It's because there's only three games. The first two seem so momentous, but you can really, you can really get it back. It's, it's like great British bake off, Brandon, you know, if you, <laughs> you, you may not kill it in the opening bake, yeah. you're middle of the row with the technical challenge, but if that showstopper is strong, yeah. you're right through, you know, to the next round. So we'll see what happens. Absolutely. Everyone's going to be looking for a handshake in the, in the final <laughs> yeah, exactly. round of the group, group stage. Yeah, that's what Darwin wants, his Hollywood handshake, and we'll, we'll see if he gets it. I thought Suarez looked great when he came on late, too. Almost scored. Uh, I mean, yeah, Luis Suarez is so equipped to be that game-changing substitution. I don't understand why they started him in the first match for Uruguay. Yeah, that's true. Having him coming off the bench, A, yeah. is terrifying for the opposition, just, oh, yeah. just from his historic ex- exploits. Um, but, yeah, just don't make that guy run so much just let him let him finish and be Luis 25 minutes exactly it's perfect so uh let's look ahead to tomorrow's matches we have um of course, the Iran-U.S. match. Well, 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 why don't we table that one first? Okay, so yeah. we've got the uh, the Group A though. We've got Ecuador, Senegal, Netherlands, Qatar. Uh, Netherlands is in a, a pretty good spot here. Just a win or even a draw against Qatar uh, is enough to to get them through. And if they better Ecuador's result, then they'll get through as well. Um, same with Ecuador. They just need a win or a draw against Senegal. So both those teams are in uh, you know a pretty good spot. Although I think. What's interesting about this group is that you can actually see 
multiple teams not like multiple like it seems like the Netherlands are clear through, but there is a you know world where the Netherlands don't make it through at all, and I think that's kind of you know so it's really like you said before it's it's all these round three matches or, or this this round three of matches are all really interesting because um, you know we're never seeing any locks in this group, and you could see Qatar maybe. You know, it's their it's their last match. They're already out, but I, this isn't a match they're going to give up on, right? I mean, they're the home team in front of their home mm-hmm. fans. Maybe they have. I mean, they they played a little tight, and they certainly in their opening match. And maybe there's kind of a looseness now that they see, and so um, yeah. We'll okay, see what so happens. six nil for the Netherlands incoming. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll see. I, yeah. yeah, I think the strategy is interesting for a team like Ecuador, where all they have to do is shut Senegal down. So the temptation for Ecuador could be to play very defensively. Yep. But what that what that leads me to think is going to happen is that Senegal just get to attack the entire 90 minutes and walk away with a yeah. a 1-0 victory and uh, progress into the the knockout round. So Ecuador have to be really careful. Like if yep. you were the Ecuadorian manager or if you were the manager of Ecuador, I should say, you don't have to necessarily be from there, Josh. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would your tactic be? Just yeah. go for it. I've been thinking about this a lot uh, the last couple of days. I try to think about how hard it would be to to to, to effectively manage um, all of these different scenarios. And I'm not sure that being – I think from like the 70th minute on, maybe even the second half of a game, you can manage that way. But I don't think you can set a team up to be conservative from the very start. I think that it's, uh, it's, it's just a slightly too dangerous strategy. Um, and it could really come back to haunt you. So I think they should kind of play this sort of, I I think Ecuador have looked really good and fun so far in the Mm -hmm. tournament. And I think they should kind of stick with, with what's worked. I don't know if we have, do we have an update on, on Valencia yet? I, that's, that's the question. I don't know. Uh, if he's going to be available to play or not. Um, I think Val- Valencia is one of the great, his fitness is one of the great ongoing mysteries of of Qatar. That's but, true. I mean, I think, I think this is, this is it. This is like, like what did the manager say about Mitrovic? Like he'll, he would play with one leg um, because yep. this is the World Cup finals. I think, yep. you know, Mitrovic is on another plane of, of um, giant humans. But I think it's true for virtually every player. If they if they can be wheeled out onto the field, yeah. and a player like Ana Valencia has proven to be the vital player for Ecuador, um, I think even in an, an unfit Valencia yeah. plays. I think so, and I think uh, on the strategy front, I just Senegal's too good. Uh, even even without Sadio Mane, they're they're just too good, and you just cannot set up. They're, they're going to score a goal in this match. It's just hard for me to imagine that Ecuador could sit back and, and escape this match with a nil-nil, right? You, you're going to have, they're going to have to open up yeah. and play. And so, and, they, and as well, they should, right? I mean, if, if they came out of the, the South American qualifying, they're, they're certainly, they, they've played really attacking teams and they were able to beat those teams and make it through. So I don't, I don't think they're going to play this match, um, uh, you know, afraid. And so I, I think it's, it's really exciting. I mean, the, the Netherlands, just by the way, on, on that, just to go back to that for a second in terms of their qualifying status, um, they really are very likely through. Um, they would need um, they qualify. So even if there was a draw in that Senegal Ecuador match, the Netherlands have to lose to Qatar by more than two goals. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of I could maybe see Qatar winning that match. Qatar dominating that match, the Netherlands match, I that is harder to believe, right? And they, I, one nil loss, sure, but even that wouldn't be enough. Um, 
uh, if there was a draw in the other match. So, I, you know, Netherlands are certainly in a really good spot. They're they're in a position where playing somewhat conservatively really does um, really does probably make sense. So um, that brings us to Group B, though, Brandon. We've got uh, the big it's the the big day, the big game. It's it's yep. it's uh, Group B, the geopolitical off. Yeah, where uh, there are there are. Um, there's previous with yeah. all of, with both of these <laughs> matchups. Yeah, I mean the flag stuff was a mess. I mean, listen, I, I, it's fine to. The problem was the show of solidarity with Iranian protesters that the U.S. did was was a little kind of ham-handed and too subtle, right? Mm. It was like they were trying to sneak in a a tribute, and it was so it's kind of dumb. I don't, you know, who even knows if they if it was just some intern that was. Being, it's impossible to say, right? Because they didn't draw any attention to it. They just showed the. You know. So anyway, it's it's it, you know. Josh it is is wokeness mess. is wokeness ruining your World Cup experience? It's not ruining mine, but <laughs> I, I thought it was. I, it was a little ham fisted. Yeah. I thought, Brandon. Yeah. And so, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Yeah, if you've got something to say as a federation, just come out and bloody. Say it. I have guess the guts would be to the point. have the guts to say it. Yeah. It actually would have been kind of cool if they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna win tomorrow, and we're gonna win to show the, the to show Iran what it's like." This is what freedom. Like. No, just something ridiculous like hey, that. They, yeah. they got Oliver North to come out and yeah. uh, stand on the sidelines as well. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna motivate the uh, Iranian players because they've shown uh, they, they you know they've shown their sort of. Um, what, what do you say? Like they're, they're sort of, hip. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like yeah, they're hip they're sim- to it. I was gonna say like sort of there's sort of sympathy to the protests yeah. that are happening yeah. there, and so uh, it's not like you know the U.S. showing sympathy was going to really motivate around as if they needed the motivation anyway. I mean, both teams need to win this game um, to get through. England is probably clear through. The only way. Um, uh, that really, like, realistically, they would not is if Wales beat England by more than four goals. Which hey. It could happen. You know, these are these scenarios are on the table. What a story I, I, that would I be. See, yeah, I want to see a five-one Wales win. That would be uh, that would be pretty amazing. You but think that, Gareth? You, know. you think Gareth Southgate would survive that one, Josh? <laughs> I don't. I don't know that he would. <laughs> now, if England gets knocked out by losing five-nil or five-one, uh, I think that they're uh, it's, it's, it's going to the project is going to have to get restarted. <laughs> so, and then U.S. Iran. I mean, do you have any strong? My worry about tomorrow, because I, I I think we can win. I think we probably are, would be slightly favored to win this match, uh, is can we win it? Like, can we score more than one or two goals? And I, I just am not convinced that we can. And so I don't know. What do you think? I think we've been spoiled for mentality during the first two games of the World Cup with the U.S., where I think our boys have looked really mentally strong and tactically aware. They've put together two really solid performances, though the lack of goals, as you mentioned. So my worry about this game against Iran is that we've kind of spent all of our mentality bucks already. If Iran come out and um, catch us on the back heel, maybe we have a defensive mistake, which we certainly have a few in us. A a Walker Zimmerman. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I really do fear if Iran takes an early lead, how we're able to respond. But I do think if we... if we if we take charge of this match, I feel like from from the jump, and that's not necessarily us scoring a goal. I think, you know, so long as we can control the tempo, we can leave it till you know the last twenty minutes of the match to get our winning goal. I feel comfortable with that, but yeah. it's really going to come down to our you know the U.S. is we've mentioned before the second youngest average age team in the tournament. 
this is the biggest game of yeah. these players' lives. Full full stop. Oh yeah. And and this how are the they biggest, how are they going to handle it? It's the biggest American game. Well, I suppose the Trinidad and Tobago game's got to be up there, but I'll say in a more fun way, it's the biggest game since the uh, U.S.-Belgium match um, mm-hmm. eight years ago, eight and a half years ago. So it's a it's a gigantic match. I am incredibly excited about it. Uh, and then I, I, you know, I want England to win by I, I do want them to lose by four goals because I want us to win that match and qualify as the top top team in that group. Otherwise, Brandon, this aforementioned conference, I don't know what I'm going to do. How am I not watching a round of 16 match at uh, 11 a.m. on a Saturday? I don't have to fake a stomach injury or something. So, uh, well, I'm really excited, but let's 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 worry about round of 16 when we get to round of 16. I really want us to uh, win tomorrow, and I I believe, Brandon, um, I believe that we. Uh, what is it? I believe? I believe that we can win. Is that what we it is? Will we will win. We will win. Yeah. yeah. We, I like Ken. That's that's more my speed. <laughs> yeah. We got to hedge a little bit in this yeah. in this cheer. Yeah. Um, should we spare just a minute for kit talk, uh, which we, we kind of glossed over, but yeah. I didn't, I, I noticed this the last time that Portugal played, uh, these kits, you mentioned the sash yesterday, Josh, and like, let's bring back the yep. Chilean sash. Yep. And there's an interesting sort of interpretation of the sash on this Portuguese kit where it's, you know, there's a, a diagonal, um, demarcation across the middle of the shirt and it's red on top and green yeah, below and true. it kind of continues onto the sleeve. Yeah, that's true. It is kind of a sash, isn't it? I am, I'm a fan. I thought this, this Portugal-Uruguay match was one of the hottest kit oh. matches we've had in a while. I, I thought that Uruguay kit was really cool too. Me, I was yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, it was really I could neat. see how it would be yeah. divisive, right? It's got like this giant shield on the front. Um, it reminded me of that team in uh, the Mexican League, Tigres, and they have mm-hmm. that big tiger face on the front of it. It's But it's yeah. just a cool look. Shouldn't work, but it does. I think they really they really pull it off. It's, a, it's kind of a little twist on that German kit, actually. I need to go back and I'm going to do a side-by-side comparison later. All right, Brandon. This is a World Cup minute. We're actually going to keep these. You know, we're trying to get these under thirty at least, and it looks like we're we're well under right now. So let's end it right here. Good luck to the U.S. tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow night to talk about um, whatever happens, good or bad. So um, good luck, and uh, yeah, and good luck to the whales. I want to see those five goals. I want to see that five-one thriller tomorrow, Brendan. <laughs> yeah, go go USA. All right, bye. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.